myself and my sisters, Maria and Nina. Within two years of father's passing, we had adjusted to life without him and took comfort in our love for each other. On that fall morning, the weather was still warm, and the leaves had not yet fallen from the trees in our valley. We were all seated at the table for a breakfast of muffins and oatmeal in our house on the village's southern edge. I can picture every detail still. Mother had made the porridge with milk instead of water that morning, so it was smooth and creamy, the way I liked it. Maria preferred more oats, and Nina suggested more milk so that it could be eaten like a soup. I objected with a sour face, and this made Maria laugh. Encouraged, I offered up a few more examples of how I could twist my face, and for a few minutes my oddities made us all laugh. Mother was still dressed in her sleeping clothes, the same pale yellow flannel nightdress she always wore. Her long black hair was pulled back into a bun to keep it out of her face. My sisters had also come to the table in their pajamas. I was the only one who dressed, slacks and the same gray button-down shirt I'd worn the day before after rolling out of bed at mother's call for breakfast. We were still laughing over my fourth or fifth facial contortion, this one involving screwed-up lips and crossed eyes, when someone banged on the door repeatedly. A harsh voice demanded we let them in or they would break it down. Our small town sat in a valley to the north of the fighting that had brought Bosnia to a standstill, but a hundred stories had reached us, and each one seemed worse than the one before. Reports of terrible killings and rape, slaughters of whole congregations as they sat in mass on a Sunday, snipers hiding in the woods waiting to pop off anyone's head as they walked by, minding their own business. My mother stood slowly to her feet, face as pale as the porridge. The demand came again, with a curse this time. Her eyes darted to me and then to my sisters. Get to your bedrooms, hurry! Maria and Nina fled the table in obedience, but I didn't want to go. Following my father's passing, mother had become my greatest source of security. Besides the local priest, she was my only true comforter. I felt safe next to her, and I think I made her feel safe as well. I started to object, but she cut me short with her finger, stabbing toward my bedroom. Now, run! Climb out your window! Get your sisters and run to the priest! So I raced down the hall and was about to turn toward my sister's room when I heard the front door crash open. I knew that from their vantage, whoever had broken down the front door would see me if I ran across the hall toward Maria's and Nina's room. I can't tell how many times I've relived that moment. It was the first in a string of choices that would eventually land me where I am today, a full-grown man with a new name, living in America, courting madness. Panicked, I slipped into my bedroom and eased the door shut, careful not to make a sound. I was halfway across my room when my mother's first scream stopped me cold. Then the sound of a slap and running boots. Afraid I would be caught, I ran to the corner, ducked behind my dresser, and dropped to my seat in the shadows. The door flew open. Heavy breathing filled the room. Not my own, because I had clamped my lungs as tight as a drum. The door slammed shut. I was alone. And then another scream, this one from Maria, followed by the sound of another hard slap. I should have run for the window and gone for help but even then my first instinct was to stay and save my mother and sisters.
never mind that I was only fifteen and as skinny as a twig. So I didn't run for help. I hid in the corner like a frightened rabbit, hugging my knees to my chest. Finally, the screaming stopped. I knew they had missed me and I would be safe if I just stayed put. But I never was the kind to sit put. If you asked me to go one mile, I would go two. If you asked for one contorted face, I would give you four. I had already lost one father, and the thought that I might lose my mother or a sister or even all of them drove me to my feet, still trembling with fear. The house had gone eerily silent except for the occasional muffled voice. Were they already dead? Or were they being killed right then while I stood doing nothing? Maybe I could distract the Serbs or even lead them away from the house. I don't know how long I stood there, anchored by my own terror. I only know...